Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Pleased to be joined today by my dear friend. We've been doing this now. Matt, is it 13 years now or is it 12? Um, I think it's going on 12. I think it's going to okay. be 12 in 2024, something like that. It's a long time. Jeez, oh, Pete. And he's the editor and publisher of thespun.com. You love him. I love him. Everybody loves him. He, If he was to have a TV show, it would be Everybody Loves Matt, not Hates Matt, like Chris Rock. Welcome in the great Matt Halatic. Matt, we got so much to talk about. Who cares how you win? You never apologize in the National Football League for a win. It wasn't pretty, but the Raiders got one, and, man, was it big. Your thoughts? Yeah, it saved the season. We talked about going into last week um, at one three that they had a stretch of games coming up that were winnable or games that they were going to be in, you would think. Um, they needed to get that one Monday night. Uh, one and four, very tough to come back from. You know, with two and three now they're in position. They have another winnable game this weekend at home against um, against New England. Uh, they have an, a, After that, they go to Detroit. Which um, I'm, I'm think they'll probably lose. Like the Lions are legitimately good this year, as crazy as that may seem for you as a as a Michigan native. But then they have the Jets and the Giants, and they have the Bears, and they have some other games that they can maybe get some yep. victories against as well. So that was a huge win on Monday night. You know, I said before the year I thought it was a nine and eight team if Jimmy stayed healthy for all seventeen games. Looking at the coaching, looking at the talent, all of it. If they get there, that means they met expectations. But here is the thing. Again, we're seeing coaching issues. At the end of the first half, they don't take a timeout to try to save time. At the end of the first half, they're third and goal, and they're throwing it out into the flats rather than taking a shot at the end zone. Those are things, and and I want to do a – I'm going to address it more in a podcast tomorrow, but – Josh McDaniels, it's not like I think he doesn't know the game because he does. But sometimes I think he overthinks. How about your thoughts on that? Well, I think what you're seeing sometimes is it's not necessarily always an issue with play calling. 
Um, although I guess you could say not taking a shot in the end zone is part of that, but a lot of it is situational stuff, clock management, game management. Um, right before the first half was obviously a huge thing, not calling that timeout so that they they had less time to maneuver downfield. They end up having to settle for a long field goal. It gets tipped and it's wide left. Mm-hmm. The end of the game, I thought, you know, you're up 17-13. I know you trust your kicker, Daniel Carlson. He's very good. But it's still a 52-yard field goal he had to make. You need one yard. Your run blocking, it was. It has been in a pretty good spot all game. You have Josh Jacobs. Get that yard and end the game right there. I thought that he kind of deserved or earned that miss from Carlson and then had to kind of survive there uh, with the help of his defense, who played great all night on Monday. So I think that with Josh McDaniels, you're seeing some of the issues are, are kind of clock or game management. And, you know, you hope that that's something that's not going to come back and beat, you know, beat them, rear its head at an inopportune time here during the stretch when they might be able to make some hay and, and get back into the, the playoff race. You know, the NFL salary cap, I think, is 223 or $224 million. But when you take out all the dead sp- stuff which is players that are no longer part of the team or whatever you get rid of all of that stuff there's 160 some million dollars that are spent on current contracts so when i say that that's what their cap is it's what they've spent of their cap on current contracts over 100 million dollars of it is spent on offense 102 million dollars to be thing to be factual this offense is not producing and and when you look at the money they've invested in the defense And what the defense is doing, I think clearly the defense is the strength of this team. And when you're spending that much money, that is completely unacceptable. This team is yet to get to 20 points. I mean, Matt, there's a reason I shower with the lights off. Because it's ugly. (laughs) Almost as ugly as the Raiders' offense. In fact, I'm going to be very honest. I think the Raiders' offense may be a little bit uglier than me and in the shower, I look at my wife all the time and say, why do you love me? I don't get it. I, that Raider offense is pathetic. And I'm not saying the people are. I'm saying the production is your thought. Right, the production, the unit, and what it's done so far. Um, I can't really say you're wrong here. And I think that when you also look into, you know, to take an example the other night, Raiders are winning the game, and Jordan Love just hands them a gift Robert Spillane with the interception deep in Green Bay territory first and goal and they can't capitalize with a touchdown and you know against the team and then on third down on third down why are you throwing to the flats I mean it's like it's like going to an Italian restaurant I'm sorry Vinny Bonsignor gets mad at me when I say that Italian not Italian Italian sorry Vinny um, going to an Italian restaurant and getting mad that they don't have nachos and enchiladas. You 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 have got to score touchdowns there. You have to score touchdowns in this league to win against better competition. That didn't kill them on Monday night. It might not even kill them this week against a team that's playing worse offensively than they are in the Patriots, but it's going to hurt them down the road against better teams. They have to figure out how to turn that into seven points. And listen, there, it's not like there's no personnel here. They have a really one of the top receivers in the league and probably one of the better number twos in, with Adams and Jacoby Myers. 
Um, Michael Mayer starting to get more involved in that offense, rookie tight end. We know what Josh Jacobs can do. Um, the offensive line. Oh, bro, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, who's really hasn't even gotten involved much this year. You know, there should be a little bit better of an offensive functionality than what we've seen. I think that's where they have to make strides in the coming weeks that they want to continue to to stack up some wins here in a stretch of winnable games because it's an offensive league. And, you you know, you don't want to be bad on defense and you could be, you know, a stout defense and it can take your places, but you have to be able to score points. No argument. No argument whatsoever. It, it makes no sense to me. All right, I want to move to a different subject. Um, because I think it's a fair one. And, you know, sometimes I, I know fans want us to ask this question, this question, this, but you've got to stack them among your priority list. Um, this New England game is, they all count one, but this one's much bigger. It's much more bigger on the surface because New England is playing terribly. And it's much bigger below the surface to me than even on the surface for a lot of different reasons. In fact, I want to talk to you privately when we're done with this podcast. But this game to me is by far the biggest of the Josh McDaniels regime. A loss here would be utterly devastating to him um, and to the franchise for reasons I'm going to talk to you about off air. But this game to me is an absolute – I mean – they should have beat Pittsburgh. And and I made the comment, he could, you know, there's a lot there that he could lose. But this game against New England is mammoth. Your thoughts. Without question. I feel like we're saying every week now, this is the biggest game of Josh McDaniels regime. This is the biggest game, and it kind of keeps building. But I do think that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, not just for record purposes, but also with all the ties to New England and, and all those type of things. You know, it, it's a massive, massive game for, for Josh McGann's and the Raiders. Um, I expect them to win. I do. You know, the Raiders are 2-3 and three right now. Um, I had them at 2-3 and three at this point. I did pick them to lose Monday night coming off the three-game losing streak, but I had picked them to beat Pittsburgh. So they're, they're where I expect them to be at 2-3. and three. I think they win on Sunday. I don't think it's a, an easy game. I think Bill Belichick will have his defense ready. You know, he'll, he'll be motivated to compete against his former assistant. But I think that the Raiders have some more offensive firepower. I think the Patriots have – it's either them or the Giants right now, the worst offense in the league. You can take your pick. That Their offense is fun is barely functioning. And I think that the Raiders end up pulling that game out. It's a game I do expect them to win, and I think that they'll be – you know, I, I think if you're the Raiders coming, again, looking beyond this game, if you win, you got to be, you know, five and four, something like that after this stretch because, you know, or, or maybe a little bit even bit better than that because, you know, you have coming at the end of the year, you have the Chiefs twice. You have to play. You get the, the Chargers come to Vegas, but that won't be an easy game. Um, the Dolphins. Miami. My, yeah, Miami. So that that's – Miami is probably the best offense in the league at this point. You know, they have to, they have to be able to win this game. They have to be able to win at least – I think two of the three games against the Giants, Jets, and Bears to have a shot to stay in the playoff chase uh, going into down the stretch. But it all starts this Sunday. 
you know what thing that really stood out to me, and I talked about this on yesterday's podcast, but um, talking to players, you know this, players on camera are not always what you get from players off camera. Um, that's just the reality. It's like that with everybody. You know, mm -hmm. all of us privately say things and that maybe we wouldn't say publicly, whatever. But it was really fascinating to me because I've talked about this evolution going into the season. These Josh had not lost the locker room. The players believed in him. Then they get to one and three and nobody had given up on him. He hadn't lost the locker room, but there was questions being asked. And after the win on Sunday, I mean, on Monday night, I was, I was communicating with a couple of the players and like one of them in particular, it was great to see Josh's reaction. The fact that they were celebrating the win for Josh told me they hadn't quit on him. Doesn't mean that they're they're not questioning things, but but that they they haven't quit on him. I think that's a big deal, and we know. Excuse me, we know that a lot of the fan base has quit on him. I don't think all of them have, but a lot has. I think that's that that's huge moving forward. Getting this win against New England and going up to Chicago. And getting a win in Chicago is is just big because they've got to win the games they're supposed to win. Because when they go against the teams that they're not supposed to beat, they're good teams for a reason because they don't lose to teams they shouldn't. I agree. And you're looking at, to me, I feel like the Raiders are one of those teams that you're looking at. They have, almost have to thread the needle to have a chance at the playoffs. Because, like you said, you know they're they're not expected to beat the Chiefs. They're not expected to beat the Dolphins. Um, I don't know they they I don't know what it'll be if they'll be home underdogs or whatever against the Chargers. Um, but that will be a tough game. But there's an opportunity here. You know, I said seven ten before the season, but looking right now at two and three, this is a game that they need to win Sunday. The Bears game yep. is winnable. The Jets game is winnable. The Giants game is winnable. The Vikings game with the way they're trending could be and should be winnable. The Colts maybe at the end of the year could be winnable. Denver in, in week 18, that's, you know, seven games I just rattle off right now that are winnable games. And I'm, I'm probably even forgetting one or two. You know, I, you're not winning all of those games because it's just that's the way the league works. But if you can win five of those seven games, I just said, and then maybe you pull one that you're not supposed to. Now you're at eight wins and you're you're thinking maybe we can sneak into the playoffs, get that ninth or tenth win and get in. So I think that this it all starts this Sunday. Well, it, it kind of started on Monday night, but it really kicks into gear on Sunday. This is a game they have to have if they want to do anything this season. I wanna I wanna go a step farther because I think there's a legitimate question here. <clears throat> When people will say to me, Hondo, how can you say this is the biggest? And I'm going to tell you, without getting into a bunch of details, I'm going to get into with you off camera. Um, this is a to go and lose at Chicago, which they shouldn't, by the way. They should win that team. They've got more talent than Chicago. All right, it's a loss. Maybe you pick one up somewhere else. A loss to New England, I think puts this team dangerously close to spiraling. 
because you start to get a little momentum and get knocked off. You know this. The game of football is about confidence. The game of football is about is about belief. It's 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 it is so much predicated on on I know I can do this. I to me I just again for reasons I'll get to with you off camera I I just to me this game is monstrous. I think the team and and, and some of them because it's New England. I don't think that it matters that this is this is New England to Max Crosby at all. I don't think he gives right. a fine crap. He cares about whoever the next one is. I know him personally, consider him a friend. Um, I, I don't think that it's New England matters. Oh, I think it matters to Jacoby. Oh, I mm. think it matters to the staff. I think they brought so many New England people in. I think it's monstrous. But this is why I think, and, and I'm not going to, and let me just say this. If they win sun, a Sunday, I'm not going to turn around and then say that Chicago is the biggest game. I'm going to always go back and reflect that New England game was monstrous. And I think this one's just big. All right, let's keep going a little bit because I think it's really, really important. Jimmy Garoppolo, more interceptions than touchdowns. He's not performing well. Now, in fairness to Jimmy, he has a track record of performing well. Oh, there goes a train. So in defense of the people... I mean, they chose to bring him in. I think you can be hypercritical of he's already missed a game because of injury, but his play is not good. Ed, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo? Why do you think he's not performing well? Well, I think one of the things that is most concerning when he's playing is the obviously the interceptions, the turnovers, because you're – paying Jimmy Garoppolo to be a stabilizer for that offense. It's an offense he should know well. It's a coach that he knows very well. And you are, you're paying him to take care of the ball, manage the game, and get help you produce. And if he's giving and, – and when I say giving the ball away, I mean literally some of these interceptions are giving the ball just, away. A couple that we saw in that Pittsburgh game, the one the other night, the second half, uh, when the Raiders were in complete control, uh, it got Green Bay back into it. Go, and there were a couple of ones that near misses too after that. These are plays that he shouldn't be making uh, as a veteran quarterback. The guy's been starting now for a while in the league. So I think it's definitely fair to be concerned uh, about him. I do think you're starting to see some of the good things I saw was, you know, he he does have a, seem to have a good connection with Jacoby Myers as the number two. We know that Devontae Adams is always going to produce. It seems like he produces no matter who his quarterback is, no matter what the situation is around him. He's going to get open. He's going to get the ball. He's going to make plays. So I think those are, are definitely strong points. But you have to cut down on the turnovers because, to me, I don't think New England's offense on Saturday, uh, Saturday Sunday, can put up a lot of points against the Raiders. I don't think they're going to be driving up and down the field and, you know, making things happen. I think that the way that they w win that game, the path to victory for New England is obviously leaning on their defense, but also forcing some mistakes to put their offense in advantageous situations or score from their defense. And Jimmy Grapple can't do that. He can't give them a short field with an interception or a fumble where they, they only have to go 30 or 40 yards for a touchdown. He can't change momentum of the game with an interception. So I think that that's something you have to see him clean up starting this weekend. 
You know, I took uh, some criticism, and I have no problem with that because I gave the special teams for the Las Vegas Raiders an A on Monday night. I had several people, how can you say that with two missed field goals? Well, first of all, every part of special teams was exceptional. Then you come into the field goal. Well, the field goal that was blocked, you're not allowed to use another player to propel you higher in the air. The Packers did and blocked the kick. It didn't get called. So if somebody's breaking a rule to block a kick, whether it's called or not, I'm not blaming that on the Raiders. Just like if a guy goes down and has a pass, I mean, and, and, and gets tackled going for a touchdown and going up for the ball to catch a touchdown and somebody, you know, pass interference and it's not called, doesn't mean it's not pass interference. So I, I'm going to give them a mulligan. And the other was a 52-yard field goal that your always automatic Daniel Carlson hits the post. So, yeah, one of the field goal misses, I'm not putting on them. The ball, if you look, its trajectory is perfect. And the other one is a 52-yarder, which is not a guarantee for anybody on a guy that's an automatic kicker, and he hits a goal post. Okay, that's going to happen. That's just part of the – it wasn't like he was wide left by 80 yards. Mm -hmm. But, again, I thought they were exceptional. I thought the two missed field goals you got to address, but I think there was legitimate on both. I thought the, the special teams was exceptionally well. Do you think I was being too nice, or do you think that that, that was fair? I mean, the, the punting kept them in the game. The kickoff coverage was exceptional. The kickoff returns was good. I thought the special teams to the Raiders was, was special on Monday night. Well, coverage to me was was – the most exceptional part of it, I thought, on kick coverage and punt coverage and the punting in general, um, I thought really flipped the field and helped them win win that game. I I don't have a problem, you know. Maybe you could have said a B plus because they missed they technically missed two field goals. Um, my problem more with the second one was that I I didn't think they should have taken it, and that's no knock against Daniel Carlson because I know he's a very good kicker. I thought they should have went for the first down there. Um, you know, they got the, the one got tipped before the half. And you could also say that that should have been a closer attempt than it was because they didn't have enough time for the clock management issue. So, you know, listen, I think that soon. I think, you know, to you me. You know something that I do. Can I share something with you that just blows my brain? Mm -hmm. John Madden, the the Raider legend, the iconic football figure, God, I love John Madden, used to just berate teams when it's third and seven and your wide receiver runs five yards. And he's like, you got to know where the, the first down marker is. You got to throw to that or past it. That drives me crazy. And getting down and, and not being aggressive. We all know a kicker can kick a ball and get you a game winner. I'm not saying that that field goals can't win a game, but you win scoring points. It's like, dear God, go for the touchdown. No, now, definitely. When I, met, when I met my wife, Shannon, I, I mean, I did everything in the world to get her attention. It, 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 I was 10 years old, man. I wanted her attention. She wanted nothing to do with me. But you know what, Dad Gummit, I'm going to make it clear. <laughs> I'm into you, uh, and thank God she eventually came around. But my my point is, is <laughs> you you don't win in football just being a team that says, um, um let's take the field goal or the end zone. It's the down. It's the down. Sorry, rant over. No, I agree. I agree.
<laughs> oh, I don't get it. All right. Let's turn to the National Football League as a whole. Um, I think we are seeing parity. I think this has been a fun year in the NFL. Uh, I like it. To me, it's been a very enjoyable year so far. The entire league. Watching the Bills lose just tells you what this league is about. I, To me, I think it's been one of the best years of NFL football in my life, and I'm an old man. Your thoughts? I think we've seen a little too much sloppiness at times early in the season from teams, particularly offensively, for me to put it up there yet. Um, but the one thing I will say that I'm noticing is I feel like I feel like the good teams, the elite teams, are really good, and some of the bad teams this year are really bad. And I feel like that's more of a clear delineation than I can remember uh, in a lot of years in the NFL. And then, but where you talk about parity is I feel like, to me, the NFL, and I'm not, you know, I, I think the two best teams are probably, well, I, all right, I'll say that the three best teams, I, I would say, and you can argue about the order, would be San Francisco, Philadelphia, Kansas City. And I think right after that, you have, you know, you have um, Buffalo, you have the and then probably like the Ravens and the Cowboys and some other teams like that. The Cowboys. Lions. Well, Cowboys. Cowboys. The what are Cowboys. you working for ESPN now? Cowboys. Oh but my I think, god! But I think I, I'm so tired. Of, listen, I really like Dak Prescott. I like him a lot as a person. I think there are things he does as a quarterback. But can we now just stop the conversation? of everybody acting like Dak Prescott is Roger Staubach. I mean, he's not. He's not even in the top five quarterbacks of the league. Can, can, I mean, where am I wrong, Matt? I'm so tired of no, hearing about the I, Cowboys. I agree with that. I think, listen, I think that Dallas's issue the last couple of years, uh, well, first of all, San Francisco has their number. But Dallas has – they've beaten um, – they seem to play Philly tough, as good as Philly has been. They seem to, to play Philadelphia pretty well. So give, I have to give them that. But outside of that, I feel like with Dallas is a lot of times they are taking care of business. They have talent, a lot of talent, and they're beating the teams that they're supposed to be. You know, they're beating up on your Washington. They're beating up on the Giants. They're beating up on the Jets this year. Um I'm trying to think of who they – oh, New England. New England is down. So they're beating the teams they should be. But when time comes for them to step up in weight class, that's where they're having trouble, and that's where that's that's where they haven't made that stride. Because to me, San Francisco and Philly are the two top teams in the NFC by far. Um, now, but, but getting back to my original point, I think out of the, the few – Outside of a few teams at the top, there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of teams that can beat anybody else any given Sunday, which is what makes the league kind of crazy. I think there's probably three or four teams really at the bottom. Um, I would say, you know, Carolina, Giants, Denver. Uh, I guess probably, you know, the Cardinals, even though they are frisky, the Bears are still down there. So there's, there's some teams like that are down there, the Patriots. And then there's a five, probably five or six teams right at the top. And then you got about 20 teams in the middle that are just 
duking it out every week. And you can, you know, some of them are going to make the playoffs, some of them are going to fade away, but it, it's, it makes for a really compelling theater every, every week of the year. All right. So I, I even hate to have this subject. We're going to do it very quickly, then get back to the Raiders. I am sitting in the airport. Okay. Sitting in the airport, minding my own business. And a lady is sitting next to me to which she's, uh, you know, I'm trying to work and you know how some people are at the airport. That's why I'm so glad I've got these, these headphones. Uh, they're not called headphones. They're called, uh, noise canceling ones. No, they're called bats or beats. I don't remember. Beats. Yeah. The beats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beats. Is that what they're called? So yeah. I have these, these headphones, these beats, which is great. And, um, cause when I get on an airplane, I like to just work. I'm just a workaholic. But I'm in, a, I'm in an airport waiting to get on the plane. I'm sitting there next to a lady, and I'm working on something with my laptop typing. What do you do, son? <laughs> and, you know, you can't be mean to the little old ladies. God bless the little old ladies. Amen. You just got to love them. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm a journalist. And I go right back to my work. Oh, who do you write for? So I tell her. She goes, have you met Taylor Swift? <laughs> and I looked at her and goes, what would make you ask me that I told you I write about the National Football League? Oh, everybody knows about Taylor Swift. She's dating that real handsome boy whose twin plays for the birds. And I go, it's not his twin. His brother plays for the Eagles. She goes, oh, is that their name? I go, yes. Matt, I never thought the day would come I would have to talk about her. I hope to never mention her again. But I have to admit, we talked about it last week. It's becoming now kind of funny, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. And, I mean, if you really wanted to meet her, you probably can at some point later in the season because if they're still together, the Chiefs do play the Raiders twice. So, so evidently, she's famous for writing songs about all the guys she dumps. And, yeah, uh, I think a lot, was, a lot of people are expecting that if, if and when this relationship ends, that it's going to turn into an album or at least a few songs on her next album are going to be inspired by Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift, the yes. NFL Memories album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God, I'm tired of talking about it. Don't care. All right, back to the Raiders. I'm predicting the Raiders 24-17. They get over 20 I think they take the next step as a team. They get to 500 versus the New England Patriots. Matt Halatic, what say you? I have them getting 220. I have them winning 20 to 16 over the Patriots. And I think that that gets them back to 500. I think that sets them up for a really interesting stretch of games coming up uh, against some teams that we touched on that they can beat which could potentially leave them in position to be frisky in the AFC playoff race down the stretch. It's going to be a great, I can't wait for this game. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited for this game. This is my fourth year covering the Raiders and I'm more excited for this football game than any game I've covered for them. And remember there was a playoff game in there. I'm just, I'm, I'm jacked up for this football game. Dear God, I just love pinch myself that we get paid to cover football, Matt. Listen, you're one of the best. Everybody, go check out thespun.com, T-H-E-S-P-U-N.com. Let me explain it to you. 
It's a total sports website, but it's any sport from NFL football to table tennis and how it interacts with pop culture. Just trust me. I read it every single day. First of all, I read it because Matt's my friend and I love reading it. But second of all, I read it because I am not a person who is well-versed in pop culture. I am not a pulp culture kind of guy. So whatever pop culture I have, albeit limited, it comes from thespun.com. So make sure you go check it out. Matt, make sure you stay on the line. I want to talk to you real quick. God bless you, buddy. Great for having you. Remember, I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. He's Matt Halatic from thespun.com. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa.